Welcome to the Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Shark Pod, live from Greystone Studios, aka my box room. Mark Baker's out there in Glenageary. How's it going, Mark Baker? I'm good, Luke. How are you? I'm fantastic today, and I'm not sure why. It's been one of those days where it's been, you know, a decent day at work, but nothing uh, to write home about. And then uh, I had some, uh, you know, some setups of some uh, some podcasts as well coming up. So I'm very excited about the whole Shark Pod thing. Um, and today is no different. We've got our guest out there, Vicky Baird and Pat O'Brien. How's it going, guys? I was going to say lads, guys. <laughs> Doing well, thank you. Very good, thanks, guys. So <laughs> nice to be on. You're very welcome on the Shark Pod, and uh, you guys are the the uh, the owners of the um, still uh, still garden distillery out in Dublin Eight, um, and that's where we're going to have a chat about uh, today. Um, I myself was living in Dublin Eight after growing up in Dunleary. Uh, I moved out there after college for that kind of the kind of city experience, but also city with a little bit of uh, a little bit of soul out there in, in Dublin Eight. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. We, yeah. we lived in uh, various uh, locations in Dublin 8 in the last few years, haven't we? So yeah. it's, it's kind of uh, our new home um, from obviously originally where I'm from the UK and perhaps from the UK a long, long time ago. But we've a, been here 20 years. So. A long time ago. We like to refer to it as Dublin 2 by 4 <laughs> I like it. Um, and so tell, tell us, how would you describe a still garden distillery? How did, how did it happen? Was this something that you guys were always into? When did it happen? What's the story there? Um, well, it was your idea to start with, so you might kick off. All right. Um, well, my background is I'm I'm a your typical hairy ass builder. So nice. that is how I started my career, served my time as a counter. And a few years ago, just in the height of the recession, uh, a very good friend of mine suggested that we should get into the whiskey business. So we started up Dublin Whiskey Company, which um, we brought through planning and then realised that we didn't have 10 million to build it. So that is now Dublin Liberties Distillery down in the Liberties, just behind Teeling. Okay. Um, so when we came out of that, I realised that there was an itch that needed scratching there. So I convinced Vicky to leave her well-paid, secure job and go on this flight of fancy that is now Still Garden Distillery. Fabulous. And it, it, that's uh, it's, it's interesting. What was the distillery that you have now? Like, I know it's kind of uh, more focused around the the gin distilling. Would that be fair to say? Um, not really. we do some gins, but we do okay. lots of other drinks as well. Aperitifs, okay. spritz drinks, um, ready to drink cocktails. We've about ten different products, vodkas as well. So everybody thinks we're a gin distillery. A bit of a fight to kind of change, you know, people's perception. Of that, but we, we're getting there. It, it is. It's a communication thing. We have also laid down some whiskey, yeah. which should be very interesting. So look, it, it's 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 distilling and the art yeah. of distilling. That's what we're about. And so, so the the original kind of uh, price tag of building that. Um, the the Dublin Whiskey Company. Did, did you kind of start on a with a, a, a maybe a smaller vision to get the Still Garden off the ground, or was it just your? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, the, the the route that after we we sold um, Dublin Whiskey Company to Quintessential Brands, um, we were looking around, and I'd met uh, just on the craft beer scene, um, Carl and Emma of Rascals, and like what I saw. So we invested in those 
and we brought those into Dublin 8. We found a building, we brought those to Dublin 8, and I just paired off a section of that building that ultimately, once we got Rascals up and running successfully, which they are, um, I could turn my attention to that. So, yeah, we're back to the itch that needed scratching. So, um, yeah, we went ahead and did that. So I suppose my background isn't in drink, so it's, it's been a learning curve for me just to give a little bit of a background. I'm company management for, for you know, 20 odd years, all different industries, but this was kind of a, a new industry for me. But uh, after a year and a half, two years of doing it, it's been uh, it's been successful and uh, I quite enjoy the drinks industry. <laughs> Vicky, uh, this is something that I really wanted to have a chat about um, as well. It's like the the origin story of businesses is always uh, really interesting, especially going from uh, being a builder and then uh, kind of an offshoot to the 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 the, the beer industry and then coming back to the to scratch that itch um but i have this i have this kind of this thought about uh the drinks industry and it's one of those things where it's it seems like it's really hard i don't know if that's that's the the case but it seems like there's it, it the brand is so important people it, it's kind of a like people associate the almost their identity with the types of drinks that they have like i've got friends that i, th- I feel like i've only seen them with a guinness in their hand since they were 18 do you know that they're the Guinness guys. Uh, Mark is now a gin, a gin guy, um, but he doesn't really drink that much. <laughs> but um, and uh, you know, so and some people are just wine people. Um, so, like from your perspective, you came into this, um, uh, you know, from a different, um, maybe different industries or or whatever. Um, did you find it a difficult kind of transition, or is it a good business to be in? What do you think? It's a good business to be in socially, but it is like, I I completely agree with you. It's very difficult to um, cut through all the noise out there. There's a lot of gins and there's a lot of other alcohol products, you know, that are coming out. So you have to be kind of authentic in your story and you have to make sure, you know, you do everything you say you're going to do. Um, I mean, I think the fact that we have a visitor center is really, really kind of a, a benefit to us because we're not just making or blending gin and in some warehouse somewhere, we can get people to come down and make their own bottle of gin or vodka and show them how things work, bring them into the lab, show them all the cool technology that we have. So it's really kind of authentic. Show them our, obviously we have our community garden that we transformed a piece of wasteland with the help of our, what we call our social botanists. And these are people that grew botanicals at home for us during the lockdown, um, particularly the local community and bartenders when they were kind of out of work, they grew these uh, botanicals for us and then came back, we planted them into the garden. So we then harvested them to make our drinks. So there's all of that going on. And I think it's important to have that, you know, it's quite easy to come and say, I've made a new gin, but this is a bit, we have have everything backing it up, you know? It's, I think that that type, having that, um, the ability to get people to experience what you guys are, are, are doing there, like it's one of the most powerful things and we can see that with uh, a lot of the very popular uh, drinks companies in ireland they a lot of them have visitor centers but i, I remember I'd be, i was in um argentina with my wife my, my then girlfriend my now wife um years ago and we went on this tour where we visited different uh wineries and we still buy that wine when we see it because it was like yeah. that was the day where the sun was shining we were young you know, every you know, it was great, and uh, it's it's something that uh, whenever I see it, we just buy it. It's it, it's like a it's like I'm buying that feeling again. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think if you give people a hands-on experience and really kind of show them, you know, the kind of the background of how we make things and and how what goes into it, and also to meet the team as well, it, it gives them a much more they're much more invested in the brand in that in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pro- provenance for us is a big thing. 
it's, it's very easy when you've got deep pockets to create the illusion of a brand, but everything you see is real. You know, I went up and I dug out that piece of wasteland, didn't ask anybody, just went ahead and did it. And that seems to be the, you know, uh, the way with us. If anyone ever says, well, look, tell us about these social botanists, we can introduce them. Tell us about this. We can introduce that. And it's, it's having that provenance is most important to us. Absolutely. And then having any way of getting that message out to get people to kind of engage with it is going to be a lot easier if it's not manufactured. Do you like I think. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we get people signing up every week to become social botanists. Like it's just constant. People come, they do the garden tour and, they're, and they're, they're kind of invited then, you know, you can be involved in this. So every Saturday, the social botanists meet and they either go foraging or they go gardening together. They come back down to the distillery and have a little tipple um, as a reward for all their hard work in the garden. And um, no, it's just, you know, it's also people are, you know, happy to socialize again and, and to, and people are really into gardening again by, yeah. by, um, by the same sound of and it. I mean, it just seems to be everyone's really into it. And sustainability is obviously huge for people as well. So um, that's a huge area in general for, for everyone. Just, just to talk about the, the ingredients that actually go into making, I know all the products are different, but could you tell us a bit about, you know, how you actually make uh, a gin or a, or a vodka or, or some of the um, products? Well, I don't actually make them. <laughs> but I know, I mean, obviously to make a gin, it has to have juniper in it. So if it isn't, if it doesn't have the juniper in it, then you're making a flavoured vodka, basically. Um, our products use as much from the garden as possible. Obviously, it's not always possible to make everything from the garden. For for example, our Christmas cake gin would, would need kind of, you know, the, the classic ingredients for a Christmas cake. Our social gin is the main one that we make, and that is with, made with the social botanist very much involved. They would be there growing the botanicals, but also they'd be there for the final flavor profile decision um, as a group. And that basically has, it obviously has juniper, but lavender and mint from our garden would be one of the main ingredients in the social gin. Um, Our boss lady gin, which is named after me, which was basically released in March um, because it was International Women's Day. It was a big birthday for me and it was also Mother's Day. So we did a very lovely peach kind of flavoured um, gin, which um, we give every bottle of soul we give to Women's Aid, two euro. Wow. Um, so it's really kind of a good um, kind of give back as well for that gin. Um, so that's really popular. And then the Distillers Edition gin would be very heavily juniper led. It has caraway, oris, kubeb. Rowan berries. Rowan berries. Oh yeah. Rowan which, berries. which is the mountain ash, which is a nice tie in. Like the, the ash tree is very important to all Irish people, um, especially the GAA lads. So yeah, um, there's, there's, there's a lot. And we've harvest that rowan berry right on the estate. Yeah, it's next to it. There's wow. trees around us. So. That's, that's so, like, it really does tie in, especially if you can, uh, if, if you're saying that it comes from that area, you know, like, and when people know what they're what they're what they're drinking in that case it's the same with the the, the wick wolf guys that i brought up they've they put up on their instagram that they're they've got like their little barley patch beside the the f- factory and i'm like this is great drinking wicklow living in wicklow you know yeah, it's yeah, all good. yeah. <laughs> we, we coined the phrase from garden to glass which kind of works very well Absolutely. i know it's a little bit um <laughs> reminiscent of another phrase but yeah we, we just think it's a good good kind of um sum up of what we do everything we do is i think science community nature is, is our kind of tagline and we try and do everything with that in mind so we have a lot of scientific um kind of technology in the lab as well we have vacuum distillation units 
Um, I, there's very few of those in Ireland and there's quite a few people that are now approaching us from other companies to do collabs to use those pieces of equipment. Cool. Um, so that's quite exciting for us. Um, just going back to the ingredients and in the products, we like I mentioned the gins there, but we also obviously I'd said do a vodka. We do a, vod, a vodka with um, rhubarb, which is from our garden as well. Um, and, um, and then we do a vacuum distilled vodka, which is a very crisp clean um vodka which is, has been kind of lightened to kettle one which is you know very high-end um vodka very no hanger was there yeah. oh. kettle one should be nice. pleased i've been likened to our gin I, I, oh, vodka. Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I think i think the that's a, it's so funny as well because i you know when i was growing up i i wasn't a a, a typical heavy drinker i would i wouldn't say but uh when i did drink vodka um, it wasn't the the best stuff, and I I've I've been. It's hard for me to to come back from that. But I like years <laughs> uh, years after that kind of uh, the first introduction to to vodka. Um, I I had you know uh, when I was living in Canada for a while, they were really big into their kind of vodka on the rocks type vodka, so it has to be real high end. And for yeah. the longest time, I wouldn't even try it. I'm like that that sounds like a you know it's crazy to me. Uh, but then there there is a real difference between uh, a high quality vodka and the um, Hazar stuff brewed in. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so well, well uh, I think in the drinks industry, and we have to be conscious. There's been a sea change from the, the from the old roll up your sleeves and guzzle twelve pints at a bar <laughs> at night. People realise that's that's going to kill you. Yeah. So they're more discerning and they're more you know, aware of, right, well, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to get drunk, fall over drunk, but I want to drink something that has some provenance, that has some taste, and somebody's thought about. Um, one of our products is a um, low-alcohol gin called Give and Take. So we've, we've given more flavour and we've taken away half the alcohol, and that is going down so well. It's been so well-received because people realise, well, you know, if I'm at a wedding, I can, I can drink yeah. Give and Take, I can have it over the course of the afternoon. I'm not going to end up upside down on the dance floor. So, yeah. you know, we, we're catering towards that. And, you know, we certainly see a take up with that. Yeah, we're seeing a real trend in that area. We have three, three products that are kind of around the 22% ABV, which actually are kind of starting to really pick up now and probably outsell some of the other products. And that one of those is called Barissimo, which you can make a spritz from. So it's like an Aperol kind of, um, I suppose, similar uh, product but it's more of a berry based one um, it's, it's actually delicious you make that with kind of a prosecco and, and soda mix um, but yeah the, the, we call it give and take but for short G&T obviously um, so that's that's really really being well received and then our Amaro which is we think the first Irish Amaro out, out there high-end restaurants yeah high-end restaurants have been like approaching us and asking us we want this product we want to sell this product it's amazing People that really kind of know drinks would would be kind of really into the Amaro. It's, so it's, that's an interesting trend. We didn't know it was going to be so successful. I just think it's a great idea because the again, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be someone who like drinks a lot, but it's I, I don't like the way sometimes uh, when I'm out. Say if I'm not drinking, I want to like maybe not drive in this case, but uh, you know I don't. I'm not looking to get you know crazy out there, and uh, yeah. I don't I don't want to be the guy with the the air dinger free either do you know what i mean i want is there a middle ground where i can just you know i don't have to get crazy with 48 percent you know uh, yeah and i think that's a huge market out there for people who have things to do tomorrow yeah, yeah. Well, well it certainly is and i mean even on the on the craft beer journey like i've 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 always like i'm, I'm still very hands-on with with the beer as well um 
And I'm a great advocate of a low ABV beer that still has that taste. But, you know, I, I, I can remember I, I met a, an acquaintance of mine. I was late getting to, to meet him. He'd come up from Limerick and he went into uh, one of the craft beer bars. And by the time I got there, he was half sideways. I said, what's up with you? And he was after drinking a pint of 9% beer. So, uh, yeah, that isn't right. So, yeah, it's, it's more. And I think people appreciate that. Absolutely. Even the, like, so your friends over at uh, Rascal, when I drink their kind of IPAs and that type of beer as well, I yeah. think I think it, it tastes great. It's like, it's interesting. There's all different flavors to kind of, it's like a, like a buffet there. You can pick whatever you kind of feel like. And I don't think, for me anyway, it's not like a, uh, a Coors Light or something that you can just sit there all day, nail and pint after pint. You can only have a few of them if, if that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, you get, it's just the way it's the flavor so intense Shall I cry? um for me anyway um but mark you're you're are you into ipas ever i was saying to the guy before we started i haven't been out with a drink for you in over two years so i don't know what yeah. you're drinking <coughs> jeez we must we must sort that out or maybe we'll go for an experience in still garden yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or you could do one of our online cocktail classes which again was was another pivot in our business i mean like what you gotta remember guys we'd printed our launch uh party invites for march the 17th 2020 so we we had these were sitting on the desk as the world around us imploded and we're saying do you think we can still go ahead (laughs) no no tony hoolan says wait a couple of weeks like you know two weeks to flatten the curve we'll be back (laughs) so you know through all this uh, we've seen opportunities. It's given given us time to develop our offering, but we've also had to pivot so many times. You know, is is our is our academy open? Is it closed? You know, how can we? You know, how can we sustain some kind of income through all of this? So, you know, it's it's been a real like a baptism of fire for Vicky, and yeah. you know, uh, sometimes I don't know how she does it. I think sometimes, like one point, we were kind of a gift shop, really, weren't we? Yeah. All we were selling were gift boxes. We do these beautiful gift boxes with the, like the glassware and tonics, and then one of the drinks, and they were just flying out the door for Mother's Day and for Valentine's Day and for Christmas. And then as soon as everything opened up again, no more disappeared. Gone. Like no one wants to buy online anymore. So it's like right now, let's rethink. Now we're going to obviously push the academy because that's open, and we can kind of do that. And we can do our outside tours as well. We have a nice terrace where people can come and, and do outside tastings if they're not vaccinated. Um, and we kind of, I'm just constantly thinking up new ideas of, of experiences that people can do um, within the, the current limitations of whatever we're doing, you know, we're living through. And for the, the online one, how does that kind of experience work? What way does that work? So we did one recently for a big company. Um, 61 people were signed up. They all get a pack of uh, little kind of, there were six little bottles. So four bottles of um, kind of our products and then two bottles of syrups and cordials to make two cocktails. They get a glass and then they all log on and at the same time and um, they would have had these delivered, you know, within the few days before. They have a cocktail little card. Not everybody logs on, but, you know, most people log on and they they, they they had a great time. I mean, we have a really good guy called Luke O'Meara, who's our liquid expert, who does a lot of the classes. He's award winning and, yeah, he knows his stuff. And so there's a Q&A at the end. You know, so everybody kind of makes their two drinks and then there's a Q&A at the end. But everyone's kind of getting to see each other, having a few drinks on the Zoom call, basically. But, yeah, it's um, it's worked well. We've done a few of those Um 
you know, but I think now it's coming to the time where people are more like, well, let's actually meet in person now we're allowed mm, to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think yet last, uh, you know, it depends on when people are listening to this, but yesterday um, the Taoiseach was on and he was kind of, it was the there was the most hopeful speech I've heard in probably almost two years where he was saying, okay, we've given it this be- our best shot with this uh, vaccine. That was kind of, that was what we we're going to, that's what we're doing. So it, it we have to get back to normal at some stage um, or kind of at least, you know, a, a different type of normal, but people will be able to meet inside a lot more, it seems, hopefully. Um, but yeah, because during the the actual lockdown, all these types of companies, like the company that I work for, HubSpot, that are very into um, the culture and very into like you know making it fun to come to work, they were struggling for ideas to do over Zoom. And I think that uh, cocktail making is uh, a really good one. Um, like yeah. we did lots of different ones. Like um, we had a breakfast, uh, but the breakfast is kind of like everyone has their mouth full. Kind of <laughs> the drink. It was kind of I don't know. Everyone seemed to be on mute because it was all, a lot of chewing going on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so. well, well, again, I guess back to my earlier point about people drinking less and better. I think that it was well received on that basis as well, that you, 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 you know, they were just having two drinks, but they, they were experiencing it. And that's what people want. They want knowledge. Um, mm. Most people, when you sit, sit them down, they, they crave that knowledge and we're able to give that to them. It's not just looking at a label and saying, oh, this was made with spring water. No, we're going to give you all the knowledge that you require. We did an interesting virtual one um, called Cocktails and Collage with a, a collage artist. So everybody kind of got to make collages and drink cocktails together over the course of a couple of hours as well. That was quite fun. That, that was, that was <laughs> quite really competitive fun. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like, I've never done collage before in my life. Like, if, if you said make a collage, I wouldn't know where to start. By the finish of it, I was hoping I was going to win the competition. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird how you get into those types of things. I remember I did a, like, it was in person, but I did, we did a kind of a, a drinks and paint by numbers type thing. Uh, Mark wasn't invited, yeah. uh, but you know, but uh, people really, you know, when the prize was, prizes were given out, people were like, "This is bullshit. This is like, <laughs> this is it's some sort of fix." Like, you know, people really got into it, which is great. That's the type of the engagement that you want at those types of things. So, guys, what's the story with distribution? Then you mentioned that you're doing uh, a lot of the gift baskets and stuff like that on online, um, you know, during the pandemic. But it's distribution difficult in the in that type of market because it's like are you is it going into like pubs uh supermarkets there's lots of different channels that you guys can go down what what's the the focus of the business well this is kind of the this is the kind of our our new start date of our business now now that everything's opening up again so everything we've done really before now is being direct to consumer or you know direct from us um, so we are, yeah, distribution is our next step in, in the, the, the kind of the plan. Um, and we're talking to a few different ones to just find one that would suit our needs for, you know, you know, I suppose the size and, and you know, the, the type of establishments they deal with. Yeah. And I mean, we, we've just we, we just uh, got a new member of staff who is going to be focused on that. I mean, you know, one of the things I always say to people is down in Inchicore, where we're based, there's 10 real jobs and 10 real careers that weren't there before. There isn't, you know, some big distilling company press a button and they produce a hundred times as much as us. We've got 10 careers on the go down there. So, so Wally, great lad just joined us. Um, So he's getting on the road with that. And as I always say to the lads, we haven't got a product problem. We've got a communication problem, you know, and, and it's, it's getting that cut through, but slowly and surely people will, um, you know, will respond to it when they see, oh, this is the real deal. 
Just one thing. Sorry, go ahead, Vicky. Go ahead. No, I think we have a great team. We've got we got a new distiller um, back in November from from Rowingco, Alan Mulverhill, and he's so creative and so um, good at kind of getting the flavors you're, you're looking for. I think trying to find a gin, make a gin type product at 22% and make it taste like gin is really really difficult. And now I can't taste the difference. Yeah. Like, to me, I, I actually drink that over drinking gin now because I know it's like half the strength. So it's really important getting the right people. Um, but I'm really proud of the team we've we've put together at this stage. We've got a great team, and they enjoy their job because they know they can. They've got kind of artistic license to, to do R and D and make a new product and and make sure it's right. And then you know the whole team will taste it and, and go mm, maybe this tweak this tweak this, and then it gets to a stage where everybody's involved. But we're all happy with the product at the end. From a career point of view, that that is worth so much when you're because I've worked in big companies and small companies. Um, when you're in a small company, you can wear all different types of hats because it's sometimes it's all hands on deck for different. Uh, it's different. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, it's an interesting uh, thing when it comes to experience. And then when you work in bigger companies, there's benefits in that. Uh, you know, there's more kind of uh, organized, painted by the numbers, maybe, but less uh, uh, discretion on how you spend your day. You know, um, yeah. so it swings around a bit there. But I think that ten. We're talking about 10, uh, like you said, real jobs, real careers in Dublin 8, um, which is something when I was growing up, Dublin 8, not that it was uh, not undesirable is the wrong word, but it was it's definitely it's had a, a revolution in the last 10 years since I moved there. Um, yeah, well, 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 I mean, it, 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 it was it was for me. I mean, I come from Manchester, which would would be a, a grimy isn't the word I'd use, <laughs> but it, it would be a gritty city. And I think Dublin eight had some of those qualities, real proper hardworking people. You know, you had CIE down there. You had a lot of the heavy industries. You had Guinness. You had all this. So these were real solid working people, real good quality people. And it's the right place to be for us. Absolutely. And I think, I don't know, if I, I lived in Vancouver for a couple of years as well. And we lived in uh, um, East Van, which is kind of outside the city centre, but it's um, it's where all the distilleries is, or are rather. Um, and it really feels a little bit like that now walking around. I feel, I don't know if somebody, I don't know if it's like an evolution of like, a, like I said, like a real kind of like working class area to, you know, transition into this type of really interesting place, but it's uh, it's great. I was out there during the pandemic recently because my, a couple of my friends moved into a house in Inchcore actually, and I was visiting them, and uh, there was a real buzz around the place, especially because it was all takeaway points at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so. yeah, and... and and again, it's, it's, it's keeping developing. I mean, we, we never stand still at Still Garden. Um, like Still Garden, like the word still isn't in our nature. So you mentioned <laughs> distribution. We're all the time pushing the envelope. And it's, you know, we, we're looking for distribution partners. We're looking beyond the island of Ireland now as well. Um, you know, yeah. we, we believe that the product is certainly good enough to make it off the island. Some of the iterations we've got are certainly good enough. And, you know, the the long-term idea, there may be a still garden Berlin. There may be a still garden Manchester. We're building a, shall we say, a, a design that can be transported to another place that if someone so desires, they could build it exactly the same as we're doing, follow the same rules, and bosh, you've got a recipe for success. I, I wanted to ask about the, and I don't know if it's just me because of the way I think, but obviously yeah, the most important thing, are you know the ingredients how it's made how it tastes for me and for i'm convinced that a lot of people actually will only 
get to the taste before to convince them to actually buy the bottle is actually how cool the brand is, how cool the bottle looks. I was wondering, is that just me or is that a really big, important thing, getting that bottle looking really well, the brand? <laughs> the, the, the brand, the bottle, mm. the label. Um, I've spoken to other distillers. Uh, the label is crucial. Uh, and it's probably the thing that will cause you in the distilling industry the biggest headache. I was talking to another distiller who said, when they bury me, they're going to write on my gravestone, label awaited, because <laughs> it is the thing that, you know, you, you couldn't believe how difficult it is and you've got to cross all these. But yes, uh, you know, I mean, we're all familiar with skull vodka, you know, the, the vodka in the skull bottle. Yeah. Um, great bottle, you know, I'm not going to say anything about the product, but you would see people saying, oh, I'm going to get a bottle of this because it's in a skull. And um, yeah, but we've we've gone for something different. The fractal that we use on the bottle design is actually the recipe. It's, it's a, a scientific thing. It's actually the recipe for what's in that bottle. So we put in the ingredients and it throws out a fractal and that is everything that's in that bottle is is there, which is, you know, again, it's, it's an interesting part of our design. Yeah, every single wow. product has its own fractal. So we have a great designer that we work with and she will create a fractal. We give her the ingredients of what's in each drink and then she will create the fractal. So for example, we do a spent espresso martini, which is an espresso martini using spent coffee from the local coffee shops. So, you know, the fractal has the coffee beans and the vanilla pods and everything else that goes into it. Um, so you can kind of, I suppose everyone thinks, oh, that's a pretty bottle and they're all different. But then when you actually look at it, it there's a lot more thought and behind it than just it being a pretty kind of flowery looking thing. It's, it's actually mm. a fractal, which ties in with the science and nature part of our, our ethos. Yeah. And the, the important thing, obviously, is actually communicating that to people. Once people know yeah. that, they, they're more bought in. Um, out of interest, how do how do you get your your story and your brand out there? What What's the kind of main challenge? Besides the experience, obviously, in word of mouth, like is it Instagram? Is it Twitter? Is it um, we, 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 I suppose we focus on Instagram more than any other social channel um, and Facebook, not so much Twitter at the moment. I, I suppose we can only, uh, you know, being so young, we try and do everything, you know, good, well, and then focus on the next thing once we've kind of accomplished that. We um, obviously we work with a really good agency um, at Buck and Hound um, and they've got us quite good coverage um, throughout the Irish press and, and media in general. So that's been great. Um, and then, yeah, we've we've done some promotions um, on social um, channels with another agency. But yeah, that, I mean, that kind of, I suppose we've done leafleting. We've done a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah, look, look it's, it's, it's one of those things, and especially with a new company, we try. If we get traction, we continue yeah, trying. Okay. If we don't get traction, we we refocus. And that is that's what you've got to keep doing. There's 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 no other way. It's it's nearly boots on the ground. It's the muck and bullets part of it. Because we haven't got several million to launch a TV advertising campaign or anything like that. So yeah. as I say, it's muck and bullets, boots on the ground. And if you can if you can take a long term view of anything like that, we had somebody on the podcast uh, who kept on talking about his twenty year plan. And I'm like, <laughs> if you're gonna be around for twenty years, like every little bit is uh is going to gain some ground and then 20 years time this uh this is amazing uh business but mark baker i've got an idea yeah right. he always has ideas right <laughs> we've, we've never done <laughs> we've never done anything like this before but what i'm thinking is we could do 
this episode we'll get this out uh, as normal um and then sometimes me and mark do bonus episodes for different things we might do like a come visit you guys and do one of the either just visit the the garden or something like that record some stuff and make like a bonus episode that might be cool yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well we, we, we've a lot to show you i mean as i say we don't stand still i'm i'm currently building something very secret uh, just just around the corner from the distillery, wow. um, which I think is going to be epic. So yeah, there'd, there'd be plenty, there'd be plenty to go at if you came down. Yeah, to well, us. you'd definitely come down and make your own bottle if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something that we've 132 bottles on the wall for you to choose from for wow. all the different botanicals and spices okay. and yeah. things. Um, we've we've an experimental section in the middle which has Tato or or King Crisp, depending or on what part Barry of the country you're from. Tea. Yeah. So, you know, I think <laughs> it's this is fun. There's yeah. no, it's not boring. <laughs> I tell you what, Mark. Let's 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 do that. Let's uh, let's wrap up this uh, as, as we usually do with a uh, a question on how we uh, we got actually we've got the lightning round, Mark Baker. We we've got the lightning <laughs> round. Let's not forget about that. I, how could I forget? This is a this is a, a staple of the shark pod. Yeah. So look, we 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 kind of asked just a a few intriguing kind of questions um they're not that lightning you can elaborate on them they're not that difficult um, just to get your opinions on things so um nice and easy to start off so what's what would be your favorite social media to use and and why i suppose instagram would be um the one we'd focus on because we think you know the, the people that would be into our brands would be using that that channel the most um you know i think i yeah, I mean, I suppose that's probably not 100% true because there are, are kind of our demographic would be like from 30 to sort of 65. So it's quite wide because we have a few, I suppose, legs to our business. You know, there's the actual drinks and then there's all the experiences that we do. And then there's actually the local community that come down and, and, and use us as a kind of a bar as well. So. Um, I, I digress. I don't really give an answer. To no, you. no, you, 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 you just went on. I mean, my favourite social media is meeting people. Yeah. So, like being the luddite, luddite I am, I, I did like I did well. I mean, I, I tried working from home as a builder, and all I got was concrete on the couch. So, yes. Yeah, you got to get. Um, yeah, you're right. You got to get out there and make that one work. Really <laughs> um. Okay. Is it? Is it who you know or is it what you know? Um, I would like to say a bit of both, but I prefer to say it's it's what you know. And I also think it's a huge amount of hard work and being dedicated and, and you know, working seven days a week, 12 hour days, whatever, constantly dreaming it as well, you know? W- waking up in the morning, going on about it, going to bed at night. But I mean, we all know people who got to a position by who they knew. And I wouldn't like to be that person. I'd like to get to a position by what I knew. And like, if yeah. what I knew means I need to get to know this person, go and get to know them. So, you know, I think what you know is 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 More probably important. the most important thing for me. Cool. Yeah. Um, if you could do business anywhere outside of, of, of Dublin 8 in the world, where would, where would it be? Well, I'm from Bristol and I, I obviously love Bristol and I think that it's a great town. Um, so I probably would like to do business there because I get to see my family too. But I also think it's a very cool town and it's it's got lots of breweries and a few distilleries. So um, I think it would suit what we're doing as well. Um, again, you, we, we'd always kind of say we'd pick an area that is probably a little bit outside of, you know, the the town. But I mean, and, and then, you know, make, make kind of the community support of the community be really important as well so something like yeah. 
I suppose somewhere in Bristol, yeah. I've been to Bristol, yeah, it was lovely. There's a lot of a lot of craft beer and stuff over there. Yeah. It's actually it's yeah. actually way bigger population than I thought as well. It's yeah, it's a super city. Like it's every, a nice size. every yeah. time I go with Vicky, um I find somewhere new that I haven't been before. But to answer your question, I'd love to go to New Zealand. I'd love to bring our concept to New Zealand. I mean the 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 craft beer, if if you traced it back it was it was one of the nurseries of the craft beer experience was New Zealand, and then it spread out from there. Um, and I think that if you know the, the the spirit industry over there is probably not as advanced, I'd love to bring our concept to New Zealand. I think it would would be very well received there. That'd be cool. Very it's, good. It really is. It'd be hard to go. It'd be hard to commute between the two. I think. <laughs> I, think that's the only thing. I remember I was down in the the Southern Island in uh, New Zealand and I just thought, how am I ever going to get home? It, it feels like it's <laughs> so far away. And it kind of looked like Ireland as well. It was weird. Um, yeah. but, um, it was uh, it's a great place, Irish. Right. A great place to do business, I'm sure, as well. Mark Baker, last one. What are we, what's, what's the burning question for the guys here? Okay. If you could advise somebody to learn one skill, what would it be? Make decisions. Never vacillate, make decisions, even if they're wrong, you can correct them, but never flim flam, make the decision, go do it. I like it. No decision no, is a decision, Mark. Should Say I, it again. <laughs> no, no decision is a decision. Yeah. You know? yeah. Look, I've actually noticed that. I think I wrote that down somewhere. So all <laughs> impressive kind of business people yeah. um, that, I, that I've met over the years, like they, I've always been shocked at how quickly they make decisions. Yeah. And they're not always right, but you can yeah. always learn something from a wrong yeah. decision. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, so the the last, I've got an idea. I've got all these ideas today, Mark. I'm on a, <laughs> on a roller. You're uh, on fire. Yeah. So the, I think that, you know, usually we, we, our last question is, would you prefer a Shark Pod t-shirt or a mug? Um, but I think given the kind of drinks industry and stuff like that, and you could hide your, your vodka in the, in the mug or no one had to know, know anything, maybe a shark pod mug for, for you guys uh, you know, Yay. Might, be, <laughs> might be the way to go. But, or the t-shirt, what, what would you prefer? Um, did, did we get one each? Or there's two of us. You get maybe. one each, you can have a t-shirt and a, <laughs> and a mug. You guys are the boss. Yeah, and I, I'd, I'd love a T-shirt, and I'd love to say I'm medium, but you best go XL. Okay, XL T-shirt, and we've got a one-size-fits-all cup. Uh, no, that'll do. That's, 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 Once it's not like it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I think the, I like, I like the idea, Mark, of the, the follow-up. So let's figure that out and do a, a bonus episode. Um, they're always fun as well. Um, Absolutely. So, but thanks, it's guys. It's been an absolute delight talking to you guys, and uh, best of luck with the business. I think. Thank you. Thank love you. Dublin 8 love uh, drinking gin love the business <laughs> so keep on keeping on All right. thanks guys thanks guys thanks, thanks. thanks.